Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 13, Dallas. Lucky 13. How are you? Josh, I'm feeling pretty special today. Special? Yes. More special than usual? It's a baker's dozen. <laughs> episode baker's dozen of and, Pass and Dimes. And because it's such a special occasion, we went out and got two guests. I mean, we have literally doubled the amount of people on this podcast from when it started. Yes. Yes. You know we're up to more than 650 downloads. That's pretty good for us. I don't know how many you expected to get, but I'm happy every time. I expected a baker's dozen. <laughs> good. So, so joining <laughs> us today is, is the power couple of the beach community. Because they I, both play power. I'd say we're like third. Third. I would say yes. Probably. Okay. Well, we'll, 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 we haven't introduced you yet. We haven't introduced you yet. <laughs> Their parents don't know they're dating either, so shh. <laughs> so, our first guest. She attended Dalhousie University. Dal, for short. Go I knew down. you were going to segue this to you. Go Tigers. Uh, she was a member of the youth indoor national team. She's a current member of the beach national team. We're going to get into all the academic awards. I don't know how she manages it all. She's a bona fide smarty pants. <laughs> and agreed to be on the show. So everyone welcome Anna Dunswen to the show. Thanks, guys. And our second guest, because that's right, we have two. He's a Quest for Gold athlete with Team Ontario Beach. He's a vintage NHL hat collector. Proud member of the Windsor Lancers of the OUA. Uh, that's not very proud. But, <laughs> but he's proud. He's proud. <laughs> uh, Scarborough, Ontario native. He played for the Scarborough Titans, but also played for, wait for it, Markham Stingers. We got to get some stories out of him on that one. I mean, overall, good guy and also super best friend of the show. He's okay. Roll the shot! Welcome, welcome. So I, I cut you off. I'm sure the audience is wondering who are the power couples of the volleyball community. So who's your one if you're not it? Who's our one? We've act, we've actually discussed who would win. Um, I think Brandon will. I think Brandon will. Ah! Can I interject ah! here? I think no, they would shoot, be shoot, on shoot, the shoot. bottom. I don't think they'd win anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sa Sam and Julie. I think Sam and Julie. I think would Sam win. and Julie would win everything. Yeah. I don't think. So. Brandon will play. I was full. Well, second of all, on episode Double Baker's Does in 26, I want to see them play each other and we'll live stream it because I'm taking the under on 15 on Will and Brandy. Under 15? Oh, it's going to be a smoking. Okay, I, I'm. I guess who would defend? Exactly. Didn't she play with Natalie Branagh? Who, who blocked there? She also played with Kelly Clays Nicole recently. Brana. Like, she could. Nicole Brana. Yeah, she if you don't play. even know her name, it doesn't even count. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay, like, and they, Shaq they, and Julie are in it for they sure. Split, They're in it. They split, like, with, they split with Kelly. She split with Kelly Clays. And how did they do? Not. Yeah. Okay, now. Okay. Now, like, do, do you have another power couple that you would put ahead of? Uh, I, so one for sure. I, I would put Shaq and Julie ahead of you guys, maybe. You're not buying the Will Brandy thing. Like, you're actually no. annoyed right now. No, my arms are crossed and I'm proud of my okay. face. Okay. We're, we're forgetting about uh, Jake McNeil as well with his Guatemalan sweetheart. That's a new addition as well. Were we going Volleyball Canada, though? Yeah, you got to be yeah. from the same country. Yeah. I know you're new to this, but you got to be from the same country. There's some the same indoor team. ones we should cover, too. So, you know, we, we don't have time for this, guys. I just wanted a quick answer. Dallas is already, like, freaking out. Hot take. <laughs> All right, so let, let, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, the power couple thing didn't work. We're all for one on the question. No, apparently I'm the Paul Pierce of podcasts right now. Is about... he Yes, I'm cramping big time right now. So let, let's fill our, our listeners in what's going on. So you guys recently went to a Norseka. Kind of just fill us in and where you are in your season. You've traveled internationally this year. Like, How's it going so far? What's next for you guys? So 
I went to Aguas Calientes in Mexico, um, very high elevation. Um, I kind of mo mostly noticed it on the flight path of the ball, less so on my cardio, but I was tired, being tired anyway, because I was mostly getting served. Um, Anna was not originally supposed to go, but then got the ask, and then that started her couple week long tour in the Rosica tour. Woo! Four in a row, baby. Yeah, got my first uh, international win. Um, against? That was fun. Against US Virgin Islands. Okay. Yeah, had a couple of barn burners, lost a tough night game to Cuba 1. Um, 2016 Olympian Sergio was blocking. Um, I wiped him and I got really scared because he was not happy about it. And I almost landed under his feet. Good. So first international experience this summer already. Good. First win. I like to yeah, hear that. Yeah, I didn't get sick, which is always a good thing. Uh, can't say the same for my partner. Um, he ate some very picante chicharron on our last night there. And, was and for our English listeners, what does that mean? That's, those are pork rinds. <laughs> okay. Okay. So okay. this this tournament was in a Mexican agricultural festival, an outdoor agricultural festival. So this is lukewarm pork rinds, just left out in the sun, and he decided to slam back a couple pounds of that, and was feeling it the next day on our bus ride. So not only was he slamming back pork rinds at an international athletic competition. This was after the competition was over, yeah. to be fair. Okay, well, it doesn't even matter if we got to I mean, we've all made poor decisions after a tournament. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of, some of us stick our hands in toilets. Some of us eat lukewarm pork rinds. Potato, we'll, we'll tomato. protect his identity, but just so friends of the show know, this wasn't Mitchell Newey, right? This was not Mitchell Okay, well, we can protect the identity of the innocent here, but I just want to make sure people know it's not your current partner, no, Mitchell. No, that's that, correct. Uh, awesome. So, Anna, where are you and your schedule? What's new? Where are you going? How's it been? Um, so I've been back for about a month now, just um, training, but I was away for four weeks um, doing the kind of Norsica circuit. So I was in Aguacalientes, then we went to Cayman, then Nicaragua, and then finally capped off with Cuba. Um, definitely started off pretty rocky, um, and then we every tournament we got better so finished fourth in our last one which is super exciting um, really happy to get the that quarterfinal wins always always really nice and I don't know for me um, it's still really early in my kind of beach journey so uh, this season is a lot about going to compete and then making sure when I come back I have a lot of time to work on what I've identified while I, while I was competing so that's kind of how I structured my schedule um, for the season just Competition, nice training block back home. Competition, training block back home. So, so for our, our longtime listeners, Dallas told a great story in episode one about, you know, he, he's there, he's at his first international competition, he slaps the Brazilians in his first practice match. And he thinks like, yes, I've arrived, like this international stuff, I'm going to win worlds. And then they respond by, you know, giving you guys a little bit of a beatdown. So they gave us the hey there, Fred. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So was there ever a moment when you guys, uh, obviously, Anna, you played a bit last year, I think was your first international competition, or we're rolling with you traveling this year. Was there an oh wow moment where you're kind of like, yes, I've arrived, and then you kind of quickly get brought back to earth, or you're kind of like, wow, this is actually really hard internationally? Um, yeah, I think for me, I was in Hungary. I was in Siofuk with Adam Thompson. This is a PG-13 this is a P podcast, <laughs> so Siofuk. Yes, my apologies. You played internationally last year. Yeah, you went that's, to so a tournament. That's S-I-O with the O as like a little diagonal line on top of it. Uh, F-O-K. Um, we had a practice match against uh, Lithuania. Um, you know, pretty cool guys. We ended up going lunch with them right afterwards. And uh, they were just... Chain smoking darts, <laughs> just uh, throughout the entire thing. 
like probably about an hour at lunch and they're just they probably killed about a pack and uh we dusted them pretty easily in our practice matches and they ended up coming second in the uh in the tournament they out of the qualifier so that was definitely my welcome to the world tour bonus. welcome to the show yeah. nice also losing in three to a no touch call to japan in the qualifier was a big dagger as well do you want to provide more details on that one yeah, you're leaving our is hanging here. <laughs> yeah, so our, our qualifier match was against Japan. Um, we were the 16th in qualifier, so we are playing against the first team. They had about 400, 500 points on us. Um, won the first set, so first international experience, first set win. Um, you know, it was super hot. I want to say 35 degrees. Um, we ended up fighting to three. Um, you know, 15-14, I like this um, on our... We're on the good side. There was a it's the largest inland lake in in Hungary. It was right there, Lake Balaton. Sorry, in Europe, which is in Hungary. And uh, you know, we got the good side. I think Hungary's in Europe. Yeah. Not not visa versa. Yeah. Largest inland lake in Hungary and in Europe. And uh, you know, good pass, good set from uh, Adam Thompson. Went high off hands and no touch call. And the Japanese guys were already walking back to receive and we were just incredibly looking around, and uh, yeah, pretty heartbreaking loss. It's the way she goes on tour sometimes, I guess. Them's the breaks, but it's good to see that you came back and you got your first win. And uh, I mean, both you guys have had a pretty unique introduction to international competition. I mean, when I started, the sort of blueprint to joining the national team was to make uh, a youth world or an under 21 world and then a FISU and then you slowly work your way into a Norseka and then the world tour but you guys have just jumped into the world tour because those tournaments just aren't available so how do you guys like manage that where your first international experience is literally on the world tour there's no sort of warm-up to it it's just there uh, at least for me, I think domestically the competition is very strong. So Canada is doing very well on the world uh, world stage. So you know that the matches that you're getting that when you're here, when you're playing an OVA, like the Grand Slam is this weekend. Um, a lot of the teams are staying here playing that. There's lots of teams that are coming out of um, BC, Quebec. Um, I think the, the domestic competition has definitely gotten a lot better. And so kind of you see these teams going out and getting wins and I mean we have on the women's side um, former I don't know what their rankings are now one and three in the world one and two in the world so you know if you're doing well in Canada that you you have the potential to do well um, internationally as well so just to take a, a step back there Anna, I don't think we got your story you're welcome to the tour and I think you you've seen it all as a young player I think you've been to China already which is usually a source for some stories uh, Norseka's never go as smoothly as people think they should. I mean, you're, you're holding out us. you got to have at least one story from the road where you're kind of like, this is international volleyball. This is like, this is the show. Um, I mean, I personally, I really liked my experience in China. Um, and I'm super excited to be going back at the end of the month. But um, I definitely know a lot of people have issues with um, going going to China specifically. Personally, I think it's a really good experience um, and there's so much rich culture and I think it's kind of a shame that athletes don't take more advantage of it. Obviously, there's always concerns about 
kind of, you don't want to get sick eating something that you aren't familiar with, but, um, I don't know, it's just, life's short, man. <laughs> um, you heard it here first <laughs> on the Pass and Dimes podcast. Life's short, man. <laughs> so if you got an opportunity to go to China, you go. <laughs> At least once. At least once. Nice. So let, let's cover some more volleyball stuff. You're both uh, student athletes. Anna, you've won several awards, including, excuse me for the, the official title, the top eight academics in all of youth sports. Um, so any tips to our listeners from your personal experience, how you guys are managing like the academic life of being in youth sports? Obviously, you, you've graduated from your four years at Dow. I think you won every year you guys were there. Uh, you were an all-star several times. You won your academic awards. Roland, I believe you have one more year till you graduate. Yes. Uh, so how do you guys do it all? What is this, what is your schedule like as a student athlete? And then how do you manage like the academic side of it? And Anna, don't hold out on us. I hear there's a secret passageway for uh, the science people at Dow to uh, not be taking your projects out in the street. I heard there's a secret elevator or something. Yeah, I did some research before the show here. Pardon? Things <laughs> talking about the Tupper building, the, the specific elevator for transporting your microbial, whatever virus type deals. How do you know about that? <laughs> Stick to political science, babe. Um, I did. I yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, Del. I met you. Um, God, school. Varsity athletics. Um, I think it's definitely underrated to be kind to your professors and not be a total jerk. Um, I Any kind of conflicts that I had with school and volleyball. Um, my professors were really accommodating for me. Not that to say that, that, that they let me off the hook for anything, but uh, I think it definitely pays to go and introduce yourself to your professors and say hello and introduce yourself and what you're all about. Um, it definitely goes a long way. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. Like you think about professors as kind of just these um, people that are teaching you and that you're that are grading your your work, but like they're they're people too. Like they have emotions, and um, it's harder for them to justify helping you out when they've never seen you before. Especially if you're skipping class, you know, like teachers know that when you get into your upper years, uh, the classes get much smaller, much more intimate, and they don't take attendance obviously like they do in in uh, elementary school. But uh, making a point of talking to your profs, like I actually had an exam deferred two weeks later because I said that I wanted to essentially travel to Halifax with Anna's family for Christmas. Like there was no real justification. He didn't have a problem with it. And uh, yeah, so shout out Andrew Richter, um, Canadian Foreign Policy. <laughs> he's an avid listener of Passing Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's going to really appreciate that shout out. He loves the shout out. So what is the schedule like? Because obviously, Anna, we covered it. You guys won the AUS every year there. Roland, you've been to U-Sport Nationals, so obviously Windsor, the program's grown a lot since you've been there. Um, for maybe a club athlete listening who's only training maybe twice or three times a week with their club team, what can they expect as soon as they get to university? Like, how often are you guys lifting? How often are you on court? Is there video? Like, what's the life of a varsity athlete as far as just the volleyball side of it? Um... I mean, I was I was taking a full course load every year that I was at uh, university, and in my last year, I did my um, honors thesis. So I was in the lab doing yeah, yeah, just like that. Dallas <laughs> is unimpressed. Um, 
Um, so you didn't have any fun, is what you're telling us? No, I had a lot of fun. I think what was really hard for me was balancing um, both of those, being in the lab and um, playing volleyball were things that I was really passionate about, but they're both things that you can always put more time into. So I had a really hard time balancing um, them because I always felt like I should be the other. When I was at the lab, I felt like I should be in the weight room or doing video or more scouting. And when I was at volleyball, my mind would kind of wander to things that I had going on in the labs, experiments that I wanted to run, um, whether my bacteria were going to make it till the morning. Super random, but applicable. Um, <laughs> You're talking to two poli sci students, and I took communication arts. So none of us in this room have really any sympathy for that. My first thought when you said I'm in the lab was I was thinking about rap lyrics. So <laughs> I don't think I have much of a science brain here. Fun fact for you, the bacteria that I worked for smells like grapes or lilac. Not that I condone smelling bacteria. Two things. That was a really fun fact. And I'm super curious what lilac is and what it smells like. <laughs> and that you worked for the bacteria. That it was like, that was part of the project. Yeah. Like, they're calling the shots. <laughs> they, they dictated when you could work out. When you could watch video. No, but I just mean, um, because it was something that I really, really cared about, um, it's difficult to kind of manage that when I could be doing doing more. I, there was always more that I could be doing for it, um, and so I had a hard time separating that, but in terms of schedule, I mean, we were on court every day of the week. Um, if we had a game on the weekend, then we probably got Monday off. You're lifting two to three times a week, depending on your schedule, um, what time and part of the season you're at, um, reconditioning probably twice a week on top of that, um, yeah, and class, like I said, I was in a full course load, so that's, what, 10, 20 hours of class a week? 10 hours of class <laughs> Look at me, I barely <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so obviously coming in from high school or maybe you're transferring from a college program, um, I think the OUAs now put in kind of like an amnesty period where you cannot do preseason training after a certain, before a certain point. But in the past, you know, you're there end of August, there's kind of like a, a boot camp, you know, the guys are in there sweating together, you're working out, um, you're having two-day practices, and then you have a pretty hectic preseason. Um, that's when, you know, your course load hasn't really, um, you know, developed very, very much. So you're kind of prioritizing, you know, volleyball on your body at that point because you're able to. Um, I know that we're supposed to be traveling to, I want to say Saskatchewan. Uh, we're traveling Ooh. to Calgary this year, or this past year. Um, you know, went to Chicago during the winter break. Um, you definitely need to identify your priorities. Obviously, like, for instance, that school comes first, but to a certain extent, volleyball is the thing that is most locked into your schedule, and everything else can be worked around. You know, there's, there's multiple strands of the same course that you can take that you have to schedule around it. Um, you know... Make time for your family when you can. I know that we at Windsor, we only really get, you know, Thanksgiving weekend off uh, in that first half because our preseason training is so hectic. I'm sure other schools are the same. Um, you know, winter break, depending on how long your exams go to. Um, you know, you're maybe done the 20th, the 19th, and then you're back like Boxing Day, the 27th, because you have more preseason games. 
Um, you know, the, our coach tells us a lot about how the football team at Windsor, you know, complains about how the early they could be there in August. And the coach, their coach makes a point of telling them that the volleyball team is there pretty much the same time as them. And our season ends in April. And we have no breaks, essentially. So it's not for everyone. Um, but if you love it, like, like I do, and like most people I do know do, um, you make it work. It's a strong point. It's also, I think, important to recognize, like, if you are kind of an aspiring varsity athlete and are a club player right now, um, don't, like, discredit what you are already doing. Um, I always kind of think about it, like, everyone's like, oh, how do you balance it? It's like, you're already doing it. Like, I, I don't actually know how to be in school and not play volleyball, so I think volleyball has given me a lot outside of just bouncing the ball around of life skills but even just being able to actually be a better student because I'm a varsity athlete not necessarily that it's a detriment or I don't think about it as a detriment. In spite of it. Yeah I found from my personal experience that I was more productive in season than I was out of season because there was a block of time where I had to get assignments done and that when I was out of season that I had all this time and everything just got pushed to the last minute because I didn't feel like doing it. There's definitely that march, but just like you kind of yeah. let everything slide a little bit because you're done season, you can just like relax. But um, yeah, it's, a, it's a different. So what's on the table next for you guys in terms of uh, <clears throat> competition? You may have mentioned earlier that the OVA Grand Slam is, and that's a really Canadian way of saying it, the OVA. It's the OVA Grand Slam. You guys are both playing in it this weekend. Uh yeah. Yeah. That's correct. And do we have times? What's the best way that our listeners can go out and support you guys this weekend? I don't think Suzanne has released a schedule yet. Suzanne is the head of the... It's not your fault, Suze. We're recording well, well in advance. I know this comes out Friday, but uh, we're way back in time here. Yeah, Yeah, it's actually 2017. I'm super excited. There's a lot of stuff going on at the beach right now. It's flooded. For those of you that don't know, the OVA is under a lot of stress. They're doing the best they can, I'm sure. But the schedule can be found online. Typically, I think they start at 9.30 in the morning Yeah, for the first game. match. Whether you guys are playing the first game or not. And then yeah. Yeah, so just we, plan to be there for the day. We would be this, yeah, come hang out. I think I'd be seated second in my pool. So I'd hey, be hey big shooter <laughs> guy. After that 9.30 game, if you want to see me ref, come at 9.30. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I rode a tight ship. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you can visually see a dead silence. But there's been a bit of a dead silence after that. So, Anna, you commented on how strong domestically Canada is. So, when you go to an event like the OVA Grand Slam, is this fun because your family and friends are around? Or do you guys set goals and performance and how you want to do? Or what, what's the plan kind of going into a tournament where there are some international teams there, but there's also some strong domestic teams or maybe some provincial team kids that are a little bit younger? You kind of get a mix of it all at an OVA Grand Slam, right? So, what are you guys expecting? How well are you going to do? Well, let's call some shots here. Are you going to win it, Roland? I'm going to play one point at a time. I'm going to maintain process-driven thinking, and I'm going to do the best that I can. That's the best non-answer I've ever heard. <laughs> um, I'm, I'd like to point out I'm not from here, so I won't have... Uh, My, from uh, here being the I'm, big Passing Dimes studio. What's your driver's license say? I actually just got an Ontario driver's hey. license. Hey. So you are from here. my my family will come to watch you probably. Thanks, baby. No problem, babe. Um, <laughs> That's enough of that. They like her better than me. 
Fine, you have no family, Anna. Fine. Do you have any friends? Are any friends coming this weekend to watch you play? Um, Anna will be there to watch you play. Yeah, let's go. Thanks, Dal. I appreciate that. Um, No, I mean, you want to prepare as as much as you can for every competition. Um, I don't think that just because it's a domestic tournament or because it's any... I don't think you need to, to label it with anything. You prepare to compete the same way that you would if this was the gold medal match of world champs, of Olympics, whatever you want to, whatever your, your hot, hot word is for it, but, um, minus all the variables of traveling, which yes. is nice. Yeah. So it, it does allow you to kind of control some of those things that you don't necessarily get to control when you're overseas, um, which is really nice. So, so our listeners know you are from the East Coast, beautiful I, Halifax, I Nova Scotia. Of Canada, because we are an international podcast. Right, that's it's true. The East Coast of the world? What would that be referring to? <laughs> the East Coast of Canada? Fine, Dal, fine. Yes, you, I'm from Halifax. Right, were you a big Dallas Keith fan growing up? Did you go out to the Halifax <laughs> event and watch him play live? Um, I, I don't actually remember Dallas at all <gasps> from that event, but I do remember... Were you there? Yeah, 100%. <sighs> Um, I do remember U21s, I think, was in Halifax the year before, perhaps, and, um... The year I wasn't there? Melissa, <laughs> Melissa was playing with, um, Victoria Altamare, and, uh, so that was really cool. I definitely look up, looked up to them. I remember my indoor volleyball coach telling me that I should really watch V when she was blocking, because she's a very good blocker, which was, um funny to me like meeting her much later <laughs> much later but uh, yeah there was two shout out Megan McDougal and Hillary Monet who were the yeah. hometown, hometown heroes of yeah. Halifax Sand Jam World Championships 2012 not quite sure what you guys are doing now or if you're <laughs> listening but big time Halifax shout out to those two <laughs> I think Megan's engaged Hey, you probably. Know, you didn't hear it for Congratulations. <laughs> I guess our invitation got lost. Yeah. Uh, no, but that's sweet that uh, that there was an event that Volleyball Canada put on that got you at least interested in uh, in transitioning from indoor to beach because, you know, as Joss mentioned, you were on the youth national team. Um, was there ever sort of a, an inclination for you to stay indoor or what sort of brought you to the beach um, with the full-time training center here in Toronto? Um, so I guess I, I finished my four years at Dal and, um, I was, I kind of had three options. I could look to try and play professionally overseas. Um, I could finish my fifth year at Dal or I could come to Toronto and try out beach and beach was something that I was always really interested in. Um, and I thought that, I thought, hey, like, I could be good at that. Um, I was one of those players indoor that I wasn't the best at anything, but I was good at lots of different things, and that kind of lends to a more kind of beach player. But um, anyways, I, yeah, it was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make, staying here um, and not going back, not going back to Dell, but I think I I can't imagine my life any differently. I think it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Also, I 
I just felt like I needed to be here. Uh, I don't know, I've never really felt that way about something where it's just so set that this was exactly where I needed to be and um, the people that were here were going to take me to the next level. That's awesome. And Roland, you have some interesting choices to make because you still have one year left of university. So and I guess you have that on the table now. Do you have any idea of what you want to do, whether or not you want to sort of continue in this streamline of the beach grind or if you want to go that, uh, that indoor pro route or, or what's on your mind? So I'm, I'm not an academic all-Canadian like uh, Anna and Sweden. In fact, I'm... C's get degrees, right? I'm, I'm quite underqualified to be dating her, actually, I think. Um, but I have one more year left in my degree because I took one less course each semester. So um, that I'm using all five years of my eligibility. Um, you know, obviously the Olympic cycle is ending slash starting next year. Um, that's around the time that we finished my degree and would be able to consider, um, you know, training full time. I think I'd be leaning more towards the beach. Um, you know, it makes it a lot easier that I'm, you know, from Toronto and the training centers in Toronto. Um, you know, I've gotten a lot of international experience. I've gotten some international experience a lot by my own standards because I previously hadn't done it in the past 12 months. Um, so, yeah, definitely going to enjoy my time at Windsor playing indoor while I, uh, while I can. I love the guys there. But I think I'm leaning more towards the beach side. Awesome. Well, I think Windsor's doing a good job, but your your head coach, who's obviously focused on indoor lately, a lot of people don't remember, was killing it on the Lovat Tour, right? So it's not that you guys are pumping out these indoor stars like uh, John Moat just got a contract, and yeah. obviously some guys like your coaches with Fisu this year. Is he with the B team? Excuse Fisu. Me. He's with Fisu, so it's not just an indoor factory. There is a beach connection there, right? Yeah, well, you know, Greg Simone played four years at Windsor. Um, him and Gabriel Aku went to Mag. I think for U21 Worlds. Dallas, you're good at this. Where they play the Worlds? Um, yeah, I think he's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, Jake is a yeah, Windsor Jake, guy. Jake too. Neal's a Windsor guy as well. Um, Technically. You know, <laughs> we have two, two of our recruits coming in next season, uh, currently in Thailand right now. They're competing on the, uh, for, U for Canada under U21 Worlds. Um, you know, there's, I'm not sure how much footage there is, or colored footage there is of my coach playing on the beach. But there's a video, I think, of him getting commentated by uh, John Barrett uh, down at Ashbridge's Bay on that Labatt tour. Nice. Um, so that's worth the watch if you guys want to check it out. But uh, he definitely approaches the game very from a player perspective. I know there's a lot of coaches that, you know, are very cerebral or tactical about how they approach their coaching. But, you know, him as a player, like, he literally pops in and shows you how to just get a hold on a spencer and just absolutely dives it you don't really know how but then you see him foam rolling out for the next 20 minutes and you kind of figure it out <laughs> um but yeah so you yeah you mentioned john moat you know he signed the first bundesliga um you know he's my roommate we shared the top floor of our house this past year and uh he'd never played volleyball before coming to windsor actually he he redshirted um they wouldn't even let him practice because he was just an absolute liability to guys. He was a drill killer. <laughs> well, he wouldn't even touch a ball. He was just there doing footwork for the entire, entire first year. And he's worked himself into a top player. Yeah. So good for him. Yeah. 
Good. Well, thanks for that. Um, no shame in being the reacher of the relationship. I myself am a classic yeah. overachiever, so no, no shame in that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll high five on that. Dallas, I don't know which side you're on. I mean, you're such a great guy. It's hard to call you the reacher, but uh, Julia might disagree here. Financially, I think I'm the reacher. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to my next question. Uh, in doing some research on Roland for the show, uh, Roland, how did you and Anna meet? How did we meet? Um, my uh, my high school gym teacher is a volleyball coach, and uh, each year my high school runs a beach ball tournament at Ashbridge's Bay. Um, Two-time defending champ, by the way. <laughs> and Anna had known my coach through coaching with Scarborough Titans, and we were both kind of refing that game and we were introduced there. Do you remember what you first said to her? Um, I, so, think, I really think I should take over. Oh, sure, sure. I think, yeah. I think I should jump in here because I think that I will do it more justice. So um, we're introduced. I've never met him or seen him before. And I say, oh, hi, I'm, I'm Anna. It's nice to meet you. And just deadpan, shakes my hand. Yes, I know who you are. <laughs> Smooth. Like, how do I respond to that? Like, what, so, so, what am I supposed to say? So, context. You guys... <laughs> oh, my God. Please, context. So, you guys are right. She's, she's a top eight academic all-Canadian, like uh, like Josh said earlier. Shout out my governor general, GG. So, I, so I can translate that. Sorry, can I pause here? <laughs> Episode 13 has had the worst shout-outs ever. <laughs> We're shouting out professors... We're shouting out whatever gibberish that was. Megan might be engaged. She yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but we wouldn't, we wouldn't you shout out your... One. I did that one. Yeah. But at least I shouted out relatively known volleyball players. You didn't shout out your high school coach who introduced you to your girlfriend. <laughs> the governor general of Canada could be watching this. So that's what you said. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, that's what that was. Okay. So anyway, top eight academic all-Canadian. So that's... A pretty, very prestigious award for academic and athletic success. She met the Governor General, the Right Honorable Julie Payet. Um, she's an astronaut, is that right? She's yeah, astronaut. did a project on her in so, elementary school. So when we went to nationals the past year, you received a game day booklet. Okay, Inside the first page, just splayed all over it, are these top eight academic all-Canadians. You read that? I My mom got me a copy. <laughs> So I You know what, Roland? You should really be aspiring to be like some of these people. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it was. Um, so obviously I, I recognized, the, I saw volleyball, and I, uh, I recognized this, this, you know, very stunning, talented, and intelligent volleyball player when I first met her, and yeah, here we are. <laughs> you know what? I agreed to go out with him! Yeah. Yeah, she didn't like our first date, actually. I took her to Freshie before we went to see fireworks down at Ashbridge's Bay. It was on the May 21st, like May 2-4 long weekend. I get a lot of flack for going to Freshie, apparently. That's not the call. I don't like Freshie either. No. Babe. I would have, I would have accepted. You also asked me out on a date, and I paid for my Freshie. Ooh. Um, yeah, you were also... Oh, so you're not into equality, Anna? You're not into, like, no. the gender pay gap? No, but you know what? We're not going to go there. But if somebody asks you out, it's the proper thing or the polite thing to offer to pay for their meal. Fair enough. I, I <laughs> However, I will preface by saying that I wasn't her first option on going on a date. Okay. That day. Wow. She wow. Actually, what are you she doing? She originally said no and canceled on a date with someone else because she knew that I was the right choice eventually. So it all worked out in the end. 
So speaking of segues. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I usually have something for everything. That really threw me for a loop. A loop? Is it a loop? loop? I'm just totally gassed right now. I get it. So, um, you know, it's great talking to you guys. Uh, it's great for you guys to share your knowledge about, uh, you know, school and balancing your schedule and your introduction to uh, the beach volleyball world. On passing times, we love to share stories, so we want to get from you sort of a hot take, um, something funny, something interesting, something that you just were not prepared for. Um, most recently, Aaron Nussbaum shared a, a very crappy story of what happened in Mislavice, Poland. Um, you know, his friend found out that phones don't actually float, and uh, when you go fishing, it doesn't really always pan out. But I uh, would love to hear a sort of a, a hot take from you guys about uh, something you experienced overseas. What a teaser. If they haven't heard last week's episode with Aaron, they need to now because that was, that was pretty cryptic for what really happened. Anyway, sorry to cut you guys off on story time here. I mean, uh, Nova Scotia is a peninsula, so I don't think it counts as overseas. But my story actually comes from my time at Dow. Um, so it was in my first year, and I had just turned 19, and it was... The, my first athletic banquet at Dal. I was really excited. Um, and at the time, not sure how your AUS volleyball knowledge is, but Brian Duquette was also at Dal at the same time. He's a really big deal, and I was in my first year and was pretty nervous around um, him, maybe a little bit. And uh, so we're at the bar, and it's my very first time um, out, and everyone's. Uh, gathering around and everyone just seems to be grabbing grabbing Brian just like holding on to him I'm like oh this is this seems fun and I think that they're gonna rip his shirt off so I say oh in my mind this seems like a logical progression I come up behind him and Hulk rip his shirt in half in the middle of the dance floor and shout out to Dallas strength and condition for that <laughs> that's impressive yeah, yeah. I'm not even mad. That's wicked. <laughs> yeah. So, and then we proceeded to, um, to to dance the night away, and I don't think he put a shirt back on. And you've been best friends ever and since. And we've been best friends ever since. Shout out Brian Duquette. Super excited for him to come on the show to get the other end of that story. Yeah. <laughs> Roland, I don't know how you top that, buddy, but good luck. Oh, I mean, bar stories. I, uh... No, we're not... We're not this, 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 this is not a bar story. This is not necessarily a bar story. You can make this what you want it to be, but it's just an I interesting will, experience that volleyball has lent to you. Um, I do remember when I was in my first year, um, we were not we were not very good. Windsor was not very good uh, in my first year. So instead of preseason training, we went to Gatineau to train with a full-time training center. And, um, you know, a lot of the rookies, you know, are underage in Ontario. But, you know, as kind of like a getting to know each other better, we went out on the Gatineau side and we went to a... I think it was a bar called La Maison in, in Gatineau in Quebec. That's the house. That means that means the house in French. And um, one of the anthems for Windsor Men's Volleyball is Get Low by the Yin Yang Twins. If you hear us after the most of big wins, um, that is a raucous noise coming from our team room. And the line was just huge because it's a lot, of, a lot of the first years from Ottawa and Carlton that hit over there. And we managed to get the entire line singing Get Low by the Yin Yang Twins, from the window to the wall, till the 
in Quebecois. <laughs> so definitely an experience I'm never going to forget that was given me for my, my Windsor teammates. Windsor, just pure charisma. The yeah. Zor, pure charisma. <laughs> Are you guys going to call it the Zor? That's just me? The, just you. The just dirty me. dub. I like the Zor better. Do you have uh, fun nicknames for Halifax? No, but my only experience with Halifax was going to the Keith's Brewery after, which I thought was fun. And I had you, to. You didn't go to the lower deck? No, we went oh. to the palace. Oh, the palace! Yeah. I never went to the palace. Yeah, we went to the palace. That was the FIVB after party, was at the palace. Yeah, but I remember down. you needed to be 19 years old to be in the Keith Brewery. And Grant O'Gorman and I have a similar muscular stature. Uh, so I had to slip him my ID under the table when the, when the waiter went around for everybody's, and it actually worked, but it was funny because we were all at dinner with our parents and they were going to kick him out because he was 18. So I had to throw my, uh, license under the table, but he got to stay in. Do you currently have the same muscular build as Grant O'Gorman? I like to think that, uh, now that I'm not training for sport and Grant is still training for sport that, I mean, I don't have off days. So I think I'm way bigger than Grant, and I'd love for him to come on the podcast, and we can talk about how much we lift. I know he's a professional athlete, but not a lot of people know that you're doing CrossFit, and that basically makes you a professional athlete. Yeah, it makes me think I'm a professional <laughs> athlete, at least. I mean, if those that, you know, what's the old saying, that those who suck teach, and if those who suck at teaching do CrossFit? I don't think they say suck, I think it's can't do. Oh. Yeah. If those that can't do teach, and if those that can't teach do CrossFit, so... <laughs> what is your crossfit outfit look like? It's uh, all neon orange, but it's like a leotard. Okay. And then it's bright it, wait, white wait, wait, shoes. Wait. Is it one of those leotards that's like really thin through the like abdomen, and then it just kind of cups your? It's actually a leotard, but it, it's a midriff in the front, but it connects in the back. Oh, so it's a snap. Oh yeah. It, does it have a bum flap? No, once, you, once right you get in, you don't get out. And for our viewers, I'm actually wearing it underneath my normal street clothes because I, I, you never know when you're going to have to jump into a... CrossFit. Yeah, you never know when you need to jump into a CrossFit movement. Is, How? Is, it, is this like a, like a Superman kind of thing? Like just... You can just I think it's more of a Wonder it? Woman kind of thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. If I recall correctly, I, I played you when you were at Guelph. In your last year. Okay. I'd love to hear that story. Yeah. And I think I remember you, your game outfit is you wore knee pads over full length leggings. I did. I used, yeah, I did. If I recall, one of our women's team is very supportive of us. You know, they, they play before us and they, they watch us afterwards. And I think one of the most iconic lines I ever heard from our women's team was, uh, what, what number were you? Whatever number I was Dallas number one. Was, hey, number one. Nice leggings. How basic are you? Yeah, I... <laughs> I like to tell Josh, Michael, I know exactly who said that. And I turned to her, and I passed a three, and I looked at her, and I said, that was the best trip I've ever heard. I said, I'm not even mad. Like, that was, like, I, I love a good, a good ribbing. That was the best trip I think I've ever heard. Better than the Van Open Beer Garden? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was the best. And I remember clearly, that was actually in Guelph, she said that to me. Kudos to you. Mystery Windsor player. <laughs> Again, the show. The show. Like, this isn't our first episode, but it's coming off no, that way. No. The quality has taken a significant dive. Wow. But the fun yeah. has taken a wow. significant increase. I feel terrible now. And on that note, episode Baker's Dozen Passing Times. Thanks again, guys, for coming on. Well, 
She's Anna Dunsland, but the passing time show is just done. <laughs> <laughs> done shanking. Ah! Uh, no, that was not bad. done I, yet. I, I, that was a good. That was actually a good chirp. That's what my thing at Dallas. Anna done soon, but she ain't done shanking. Nothing. Dal, Dal, you've told some terrible jokes this episode, and you're not gonna pop for that. Whoa, pop. Whoa. I mean, it was whoa. funny the first time. The other twelve times, I don't know. You know what? They're busy. They're they're, they're professional athletes. Let's let's uh, get them out of here. I'm uh, super excited to see what kind of out of the maneuvers you can pull off on this one, Josh. Will this episode ever see the light of day? Who knows? It might be episode 13 next week too. <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks again for listening, and be sure to follow us on Instagram, download us off of Podbeam, Apple Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. I mean, wherever you get your podcasts is where you got this, so just keep doing what you're doing, friends. (laughs) Anna, Roland, any last comments? We're out. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, appreciate it. Come watch your rep this weekend. Woo! Woo! Thanks to Anna and Roland for joining the show. We'll have to uh, make an effort to get some other power couples on to state their case for who would win uh, Co-Ed 2's Couples Only Tournament. If you're going to be at the OVA Grand Slam this weekend and you see Dallas and I, please uh, pull us aside and and give us some feedback from the show. We love hearing from you guys. And if you're not going to be at the OVA Grand Slam, be sure to leave us a comment uh, wherever you get your podcast or on our social media. And if this is the first episode you're listening, feel free to go back in time and listen to some of our previous episodes. We've had some great guests. Uh, And the nicest compliment you can give us is just by telling one friend and we can keep this thing growing. Thanks for listening and back to the show. Awesome. Thank you again to Anna and Roland for coming on this week's show. Uh, Always interesting to get some some beach people in beach season, but uh, let's cover some indoor stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Big shout out to the women's Canadian indoor team with a heavy split against uh, the Americans. I think that that's good for our team because the U.S. has been, I think, at least in the semifinals or higher of every Olympics on the women's side. Like, it, it, not everyone, obviously, but I think the last three, like, they've been right in every conversation. The so. stunning majority has so been that, yeah. For our squad to be in an exhibition series, and if you want to argue that not everybody was there and you want to, like, put your glasses on and go, yeah, well, actually, uh, this person wasn't there. It's like, you know, we played the U.S., we split with them. It was a good event. It was a good good for our players to be at that level. I don't want to hear about who wasn't there who was there. It was, it was awesome. Let me tell you, Poindexter, it doesn't matter. If I learned something in my years of playing is that a, a win is a win no matter what and you can't control who's there, who doesn't show up, who doesn't come prepared to play, a win is a win. So yeah, like you said, we are in the split. Uh, our squad is looking good. Obviously, uh, when we had Autumn on the show, Raven reviews for the coaching staff, not just uh, Tom Black, the head coach, but the whole coaching staff. So they're... Sounds like they're excited to get better every day practice. They're enjoying it. The competition's going well, so they're they're gearing up for their next qualifier. I think it's going to be great. I think uh, autumn and summer, you know? <laughs> ah, yeah, reach too hard on that. Get it? Because her name is Autumn. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's good to see the girls making some, uh, some steady progressions and uh, building on their, their strong performance in Quebec. Um, it's good to see from, uh, that from them and, uh, you know, just moving forward in the, in the world rankings, like a big win uh, against a big country. And it sounds like Richmond's going to be buzzing because they have the senior team there and it looks like a bunch of their, either the B team or next gen, whatever you want to call them. It's also part of the FISU games team that's training really hard for Italy. So, uh, I know a lot of the FISU girls like Alina Dorman has left Toronto. She's out there in Richmond training full time. So it sounds like the... 
if you're a good women's indoor player, you're in Richmond right now. Everybody's training, pushing the level. Everybody's getting better. So excited to see what the women can do this summer. On the flip side, if you're not in Richmond, that should tell you that you're not good and you need to get better. Or you need to start playing beach and maybe there's a, there's a podcast you could listen to that could tell you about the next selection camp and we can maybe get some of these indoor studs on the beach. But, you know. Semantics, right? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Switching gears to the guy side. What a pool this week. Are you kidding me? Iran, Poland, and Russia, there's your weekend. How are you? Uh, I think the Iranian fans were in full force on Instagram saying Iran will win. Because they were right in their prediction. Iran did win. Um, I don't really know what to say other than tough go, boys. Um, we're rooting for you, but I mean, it's a hard 03 weekend. I mean, Iran is in first place, so they're they're right there. I think they they're they're performing at a really high level. Um, obviously, they've been in the conversation for a while, but to be leading the VNL is a little surprising. But not surprising after we watched them play this week. Uh, Russia's currently in fourth, and Poland. I don't know if the rankings really matter because they're in seventh, but Poland is as good as it gets, and I think they're going to be a big threat at the Olympics. Yeah, Poland is always good. Russia is always good, and Iran, like you said, is a bit of a. Um an off-the-board pick, a dark horse pick. But, uh, I mean, these are three Olympic teams playing Canada, who's also an Olympic team. But, I don't know. I think uh, I think I would have liked to have seen a little bit better result from the fellows in that regard in terms of, you know, big matches at, at, at a big opportunity. You uh, you start at, uh, what is it, 4-1, and one and you drop to 4-5. To and five. It's a tough one. Yeah, I totally agree, Dal. When you're talking about, you know, Canada wants to medal at the next Olympics, we can't exactly do what I did and complain that, you know, who's in our pool and what the level's like, I think. Uh, I will say if we're going to give them an off-ramp, uh, friends of the show from the First Chair podcast, they just had Glenn Hogue on the show, and he mentioned that uh, due to the travel to Iran, they didn't risk with TJ with some of his nagging injuries, uh, Gavin and Gord, they didn't join the squad on this trip, but... If I'm going to argue my own point, if we look at the rosters of the other countries, not everybody's playing every weekend. Everybody's pretty deep. So you send your guys, you compete, you, you play with what you got. So we can't just say, oh, if we would have had Gord, we would have won that match. No, there there were some good teams, and uh, we got bounced in a few sets this week. Heavy bounce. If I could quote The Rock in uh, 96, what did you say? You it doesn't me- matter what you said. You want me to bite on this? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, like you said... I mean, you have to have your your secondary guys fire, and you, you can't really rely on your on your first chair boys to do it all the time. And uh, I don't know what to say. Tough go, boys. Well, let, let's finish this on a positive. Uh, York alumni Arthur Schwark gets in, playing some big minutes, showing that he can play at that level. And you know what? I'm just I know Ben Saxon called us out because everybody's a friend I'm of sorry. the show. But super Danen, friend of the show, even if he doesn't want to be, got some minutes playing for Team Canada. I think Danon's going to be on the on the Olympic roster. I really do. I think he's going to be on the podcast too. And also, that's <laughs> super best friend of the show, Ben Saxon. I think you may have misspoke there previously. Super best friend of the show, Ben Saxton. I think there's got to be a turn here because he really wanted to be the villain. He really. I won't let him have it. <laughs> well, it's not up to you to decide. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's enough indoor talk. Uh, beach stuff is coming up heavy, but uh, maybe we got some surprise guests coming up who can talk more about it in the future. I don't know. I don't know who's in charge of booking here, but uh, do, you know, we've thrown out some feelers. Maybe we can talk about worlds with people who are actually going to be there. That's a big one. Uh, also, big shout-out to Anna and Roland who came on the show. It was awesome speaking to you guys. Um, until next time.
Bye, Mom. Bye, Josh's mom.